0: A recent study came out that said one in five Americans are at risk of being out of money by the time the presidential election happens on November 3rd. So perhaps it's no surprise that the number one concern for voters, according to all the studies of this year, is not the pandemic. It's not COVID-19. It's actually the economy. And I can tell you, even though we are living in a time with record unemployment, and I know so many people are struggling because of the shutdown in their finances and in their business, even during the times just 18 months, two years ago, when the stock market was at record highs, money is still the number one concern... That people always obsess over in their life And it's the number one excuse people use To abandon their dreams And stay in a soul-sucking 9-to-5 job that they hate Money is often a reason people justify Staying in a toxic relationship That doesn't serve them anymore And in my line of work money's the number one objection people have When it's time to make an investment In a mentorship or a program That will help them expand their life and move forward But today on the podcast I want to get you into a different mindset shift. Money is not just a number on your online banking app. It is a mindset. And when you can lock into to the three mindset shifts that I shared this week, you can become a money magnet. So glad you're here. Welcome to episode 117 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. According to U.S. News and World Report, 78% of households are living paycheck to paycheck. And that seems like a great reason for us to go back and revisit one of the most popular but also one of the most triggering topics that we talk about here on the podcast. That is money, mindset, and manifestation. So this week's episode is going to be epic. We'll dive into that in just a moment. Some quick housekeeping for you right off the bat. You know, I'd mentioned a few episodes back that we're going to be doing some things different on our Transformation Tuesday episodes. I've been interviewing some of my clients who have completely reinvented their careers and lives, even in the middle of a pandemic this year. But I want to be able to work with you directly to create a breakthrough in whatever area of your life you're feeling stuck, whether it be in your career fulfillment, whether it be finances, relationships. I'm going to be coaching a few lucky winners live right here on the podcast. And if you would like to have me as your personal coach and have that for free, all you got to do is go to the link in the show notes, fill out the application. It shouldn't take longer than three to five minutes. And if you are selected, uh, someone from my team will get in touch with you. We will set up a Zoom call and It's not just you that's going to be getting the benefit there from having the coaching. I really think it will be a benefit to so many listeners. I think a lot of times there's that social learning aspect when you hear somebody else getting to a breakthrough and you know that it also applies to your life. So really excited to do that. Get the link to the application in the show notes and you could be right here on the podcast very soon. So we're going to dive back into the money topic this week and If it's safe, if you're in a place where you can do this, I'd love for you to close your eyes and just feel your way in to some of these scenarios that I'm going to share with you. Now, if you're in the car, by all means, please don't close your eyes, but just notice what you experience and what you feel in your body when I bring up some of these scenarios. How do you feel when you log on and look at the number on your online bank balance? How do you feel when it's time to negotiate a contract at work for the salary you know you deserve, or as a business owner, when it's time to ask for a large sum of money from a client? How does that feel for you? Do you believe that the harder you work, the more money that you make? Are you a person who lives in fear of spending money or investing in yourself because you're afraid of losing the money that's in the bank account? When it's the first of the month, do you ignore some of your bills so that you can pay the others that are more pressing? And what is tax season like for you? Are you a person who waits until the last minute or files for an extension to do your taxes because deep down you're having anxiety or fear about what you might owe to the government? What thoughts come to your mind when you look at your 401k or retirement accounts? What stories do you tell yourself about that? And what are the stories that you have when you see other people who are extremely wealthy and crushing it financially? What comes up for you in those situations? And why the hell is Dan Mason asking you all these questions at the beginning of the podcast? Well, the answer to that is, despite popular opinion, manifestation is not a mental game. You know, I think that that's the way it's been promoted. Uh, That book, The Secret, (laughs) had a very good publicist and, and we sold this idea that whatever you think about is what you attract. But, I would argue that manifestation is actually an emotional game. So as I threw out some of those scenarios that may or may not apply to your life, I want you to notice what feelings came up for you. Was it fear? Was it anxiety? Was it feelings of guilt or shame? And if so, there is an easy explanation on why the law of attraction and manifestation is not working the way you want, because you're actually repelling the money that you think that you want, all manifestation is, is physical evidence of a dominant vibration and frequency. Now somebody is rolling their eyes right now going vibration frequency. What is all this nonsense? You know, I, I'm known by many of my clients to throw out the Mason metaphysics to people, but all we are as human beings at the end of the day, are energy fields wrapped up in a meat sack. We are energy in motion. You know, we've we, this is how we often describe meeting other people. You know, you've been around people that you really click with, you're like, oh my god, that person has such great energy. You also know the sketchy people where you're like, yeah, that person seems skeezy. There's just bad energy there. That's all we are is vibrational beings. So as we talk about the law of attraction, you know, let's just define a little bit better what is this energetic vibration anyway. You know, basically, the law of attraction says that we have a thought or belief, there's something that happens mentally, and then from that thought, we create an emotion. And the emotion is what creates the vibration right? Some emotions are very high vibration. You know, they've done some science on this where they've actually been able to detect and measure the energy field of people in certain states. Enlightenment, for what it's worth, is actually the highest vibration emotion. But there are many that are up there that vibrate at a very high level. Joy, happiness, playfulness, even a state of neutrality, you know, when we're just neutral that actually has a positive vibration associated with it. And then we start working down into the lower vibration energies, you know, fear anger, the two lowest being guilt and shame. And because the law of attraction says that like attracts like, whichever frequency that we're at based on our emotions is what we attract more of. So as I gave you all these scenarios, thinking about bills coming due or paying taxes, if that struck worry or panic ...or shame because of past bad investments... ...I want you to know that those emotions are creating a vibration... ...and that dictates more of what you're attracting. So many people out there, and you might be one of them... ...you try to worry and stress yourself to a state of financial abundance. If you're just worried about money... ...that somehow you're going to be able to break through and create more of it. But all the worry and stress creates is more worry and stress. That's what you attract more of. And an unexpected bill comes in the mail. Or all of a sudden you have an unexpected vet bill because your pet gets sick. And you start to attract more things that just cause more financial strain and worry. This is why so many people are just living at the level of the circumstances of their life. You know, a lot of people think, well, you know, when I have more money in the bank, when I'm out of debt... I'll feel financially abundant. But the problem is, is because they're in a state of lack, uh, they tend to generate more things that create lack, and it just creates an endless self-fulfilling prophecy. As you attract more lack, it just justifies, well, God, there's not enough for me. I can't generate. Money is elusive, and I'll never be able to break through. So the real trick when it comes to money, law of attraction and manifestation is you have to be able to feel wealthy internally before you're going to see it in the outside world. This is why so often we talk about your net worth doesn't equal your self-worth. As you learn to value yourself more, I promise that the value in all your investment and bank accounts is going to go up. So we're gonna get to that coming up here in this episode. So if the master lesson here in the law of attraction is that our feelings create the vibration and the frequency, then it's what creates the feelings. Well, that is informed by the beliefs and the thoughts that we have around money. And the first aha moment of this episode that I really feel led to share with you today is that whatever it is that you believe about money or most of your beliefs that you just carry in general in life, you have been programmed to believe them. Your beliefs are not really your beliefs. They're just artifacts, they're relics and just leftovers of the generations before you and your family. One of the most valuable exercises you can do if you really wanna clean up your relationship and, and have a more empowered relationship with your finances is to sit down and journal about what are three things you learned about money growing up as a child. What were the things that were said about money? in your house? What were the experiences of either having money or not having money? What were the things that you learned in your family about people who had more money than you? I just had an awesome coaching call with my eight-week accelerator group program last night. It was like this epic two-hour and 45-minute call, and one of my clients She works as a mental health professional. Her dream in life is to have her own practice, but to do it virtually. She really wants that eat, pray, love experience. She wants to move away to Costa Rica and be able to work with about four clients a day virtually, but spend the rest of her time just in the water, on the ocean, enjoying her life, which is awesome. But as we talk more about the dream and the financial part associated with that, you know, the amount that she would need to charge with those four clients a day and what she would need to move, there was an enormous sense of guilt that came up for her about having more money. And underneath that sense of guilt was a belief that all I know how to do is go paycheck to paycheck. But the belief wasn't really hers. That was just a hand me down from her family as we started to talk you know, about her family, which grew up like on a farm and and her parents were ranchers. There was all this talk about you got to work hard you got to get up early in the morning, you just got to you know put in a full day 's work and you just get by. There was a lot of programming around money in the family about well we can 't afford those things money doesn 't grow on trees, and most damaging of all. Her father had a lot of prejudices against the people in their town that were financially well off. It wasn't really smiled upon to have money. Those people were considered to be the a-holes, they were the jerks. And all that programming subconsciously gets fed in when you're a child. You know, remember that your brain before the age of 10 doesn't really have the capacity for analytical thinking or for reasoning. So you are taking in all the messages in your environment and you just become a sponge. They get transferred to you. Those are both the messages that are spoken out loud and sometimes those unspoken dynamics that we witness and experience in a family. So the underlying fear for my client was if she became somebody who was wealthy, she would actually be judged and rejected from the people whose love she wanted most in her life. You know, this subconscious part of her believed that my family could never really accept or approve of people with money. Therefore, I cannot be a wealthy person with money. It is such an important point. I talk about this a lot. If you've ever done any of my online trainings, uh, the only reason that you don't have any of the things that you want, and this applies to money, this can apply to relationships, this can apply to your career, is because. There is a subconscious part of you that believes it is literally a threat. To have the thing that you desire. So if you believe having financial wealth will create a loss of love, you will find ways to undercut yourself. You'll find ways to not generate and stay in that state of struggle so that you can, you know, stay in connection with the tribe. I'll give you a very real example that's come up in my life this year in working with a brand new coach. And, you know, one of the things I love about this podcast is. You've been on the journey with me since almost the beginning of this entrepreneurship when we launched this podcast back in, you know, November of 2017. At that point, I had a coaching business that was doing about $50,000 a year, and that's certainly not a bad income, but it was a massive pay cut from what I was making in corporate, and you were here with me at the beginning, you know, when I just had this dream to build a business Uh, where I could out earn my old corporate income and very quickly within the first six months of the podcast you've been on that journey with me I created a multiple six-figure business and you know I've been able to serve people around the world this podcast you know last I checked we've reached people in over like 125 150 countries but there is still another level for me that I'm working toward even beyond that You know, my ultimate dream, especially with um, what I believe is my mission to serve 100 million people globally and inspire them, that also means I'm working toward building a seven figure business. And I'm not there yet. You know, the past year and a half, two years, it feels like I kind of get this upper limit. I I, I get a ceiling of the income I make and I haven't been able to cross that threshold. And it's been something I've been doing a lot of work on uh, internally. But there's also that masculine energy part of me that – because of my own programming that thinks, oh, well, I just need to work harder. So I try all these different strategies and online marketing and, and I wasn't getting the results I wanted. But I was working with a coach who gave me an exercise and there was this sheet of paper that had over 100 different values on it, like you know, emotional values for human beings. There were things like authenticity, love, connection – Helping others, the list went on and on with every attribute that you could think of belonging, things like that, but also you know buried in between some of those values were things like wealth, prosperity, money, and my job was to take this list of like a hundred of these values and whittle it down to my top ten and As I'm going through the the exercise, I think I had initially narrowed it to a list of about twenty to twenty five. And the things like wealth and prosperity were on there. But in my mind, as I was trying to narrow down the list, I was like, well, should I put wealth at the top? I was like, no, because what does wealth mean if you don't have joy or love or if I can't be authentic? So I found myself moving all these other values to the top of the list. And what I noticed was is that my top 10 didn't include any of the monetary values for wealth, prosperity, having money. And my coach actually called me out on that. He's like, here you are, an entrepreneur who wants to have a seven-figure business, and yet nowhere in your top 10 values are money or wealth. He goes, that's why you haven't attracted the seven-figure business yet. That's why you haven't manifested it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, I had a very different experience with money. My parents, both of them came from very humble backgrounds. Uh, They didn't have a lot of money growing up and they had no money when they got married. But my dad was a self-made guy who went on and became very successful and, and made a lot of money over the course of his career. But I can also tell you that for a lot of reasons in our family growing up, we weren't very happy. You know, my parents were married 30 years. They probably had about 30 good days of marriage. My mom was really unhappy. Dad was traveling a lot. So the kids were left with mom, which meant we were unhappy. Dad came home and he was unhappy because everybody else was unhappy. And there's this subconscious part of me that believed, well, you can have happiness or you can have money, but somehow you're not going to get them all together. You don't get to have both. And I never consciously ever thought this. You know, at the conscious level, I am teach abundance. And I'm like, you get to have everything that you want. But there was this trauma brain part of me subconsciously that had not integrated that So what's the result? Yeah, I I achieved my goals about earning what I did in corporate and I built a very successful business I'm proud of, but I wasn't getting through to the next level. You know, there was part of me that was afraid to have that because if I had all the wealth, you know, does that mean I'm going to be unhappy like my family was? So remember, you know, when we talk about this idea, your life, wherever you're at, Right now, whatever areas are working for you and the areas that are not working for you, it is a reflection of your beliefs. And I think people struggle with that a lot. They're like, Dan, well, why would I choose to be in a body that's overweight? Why would I choose to be alone and single? Because you're thinking that with the 4% of your conscious mind that you use every day. It's just that the other 96% of our habits, our behaviors, how we show up are controlled subconsciously. And even Mm -hmm. though I teach this and I can identify the subconscious blocks for any of my clients, I actually think that that's one of my superpowers as a coach. It's one of the things I'm most gifted at. I can't see them within myself, (laughs) which is why I still work with coaches. So that was a massive aha moment for me and something that I really truly believe is going that it is currently even as I speak, unlocking the next level in my business. And I'm so excited about what's ahead now that I've been able to spot that and be able to work through it and move beyond it. So the best place for you to start if you are not in the full level of abundance financially that you would like to be in your life is to spend some time journaling about what are three things you learned about money growing up as a child and then find a coach, find a mentor, find somebody that you can work through that with and I promise you are gonna just pour gasoline on the fire and it's just gonna be rocket fuel for your your growth financially and just in your level of happiness in the world as well. But what I want to do today is give you three myths about money that keep people in a state of lack and struggle. And I want to give you my top five strategies that I've implemented. I told you about this journey from, you know, originally starting out in a business where I was making like $1,000 a month, but growing it to 50 grand and now multiple six figures. I want to give you five Practical things that I use in my life daily that have helped me create the growth that I've had this far and are going to propel me to the next level as well. So let's begin with the mindset shifts. Number one, something that you probably heard before, but I want to give you a slight twist on this uh, from the way it's usually taught in personal development. Remember, money is just an exchange of value. But there's a caveat to that. Now, what do I mean? Money is an exchange of value. Remember, money is just some stuff that we created, that we invented. As a means of barter you know it used to be back in the day that you'd go to your neighbor and they'd give you a haircut and you fix their shoes you know that the the sole was ripped out used to be that we traded chickens or eggs or goats for things of value and then we got tired of trading goods so we invented this currency called money and we exchange it for things of value however here's what i want you to consider how do you value yourself And how do you value what you offer to the world? There's so much talk in personal development about if you want to make more money, you got to get out there and add value to people's lives. And that is true. We are here to serve and you make money when you are helping other people solve problems. But how do you value what it is that you offer? There's so many people who undervalue themselves because they don't see themselves or their gifts as valuable. We all know the archetype of the starving artist. Artists are generally starving because they undercharge for what it is that they do. You know, there are many people who are talented musicians who are just working as buskers, you know, on the subway somewhere and, you know, taking a dollar here, a dollar there. I've seen this with clients. I've worked with people who are musicians or artists who are you know, playing these mid-level venue gigs and they're continuing to hang on to that without ever going out and putting themselves on like a big national tour because they're like, well, I can't give up this gig. It's steady money. So they're taking like, you know, the breadcrumbs every day because they don't view themselves as the person who could be the star who is making the big money selling out venues around the world. This was a big block for me at the beginning of my business remember you know I'm not a guy who has some psychology degree or 87,000 certifications. In mental health, I was literally, you know, my background was a degree in communications with a minor in musical theater. So from an education standpoint, I am qualified uh, to speak to you, which I'm doing right now, and and to also sing you a show tune because I was a musical theater nerd. But I couldn't see myself beyond that when I got into becoming a heart-centered entrepreneur. So people were coming to me, and my initial clients literally had life-changing breakthroughs. The first client who ever signed up for a contract with me had an incident where she had been date-raped by a male acquaintance 15 months earlier. And she had been having anxiety every single day of her life, literally 24-7. And I didn't believe I was at all qualified. Here I am, this guy who just wants to help people find their purpose and create a career that they love. And I tried so hard to push this client away. I was like, look, I can't help you. You should find a therapist. She's like, I've been in therapy for 15 months, but I don't know why I feel drawn to you. Will you please help me? And sure enough within three sessions her anxiety was gone she worked with me for a good nine months And she was literally paying me $180 a month, I believe, at the start of my business. You know, these life-changing results. And here I was wondering why I'm struggling to pay the bills and why I was going broke. But all I saw myself as at that point was somebody who was worth maybe $45 an hour for the transformation that I I was helping people create. Obviously, I've learned to value myself way more right now. And that's why every year uh, my rates continue to go up. And I feel very good, you know, charging for high ticket coaching programs because I know when people commit, I know that they work with me. I know I can get anybody to a next level in their life. So I stand in that value. My income has gone up exponentially since that time. So the question is, what is it that you offer to the world that nobody else can? What are the things that make you matter and of course, you matter as just a divine creation of the earth, of the universe. But what are those things that you can offer? And what is the value that you're placing on it? You know, that that's a, a really important point for you that's going to help you grow your income and become a money magnet. Second mindset shift that keeps people stuck. So many people are staying in a nine to five job that they don't love because they're like, well, Dan, I've got to make money. Money does not come from your employer. If you're a person who's an entrepreneur, money does not come from your clients. Money comes from the universe. I want you to understand that. Money comes from consciousness. So when we're talking about that, it's really about connecting with source, right? We live in an infinite universe. Therefore, there is an infinite, unlimited supply of money. And if you don't believe that, just look at how the United States government has handled the pandemic this year. You know, when they're giving away another trillion dollars in stimulus money, it's not like they just have that sitting in a cookie jar or under the couch cushions in the Oval Office. The government literally just prints more money to release out into the universe. So if you're a person who wants to make 1 million dollars a year it's like you and i walking down here to the ocean right but you know right outside my window and taking a coffee cup and just you know taking out one cup of water out of the ocean there's an infinite supply and all you need to know how to do is to tap into it how do you do that uh, i think a lot of times that can happen through meditation it can happen through self inquiry It's spending that time connecting to your higher self and asking the right questions. You know, the universe is always responding. I want to say that. When you're asked any question you ask, the universe will respond. The problem is, is most people ask really terrible questions. Why does nothing work out for me? Why do I always seem to be in struggle? Why do I not have enough? The universe will answer those questions too, generally reflecting back to you more ways that you don't have enough. But the questions we want to tap into in meditation how can I serve? What problems do I feel called to solve to help other people with? You know, what are the things that I love? What can I do that sets my soul on fire and makes me feel alive? What is the next career step that is trying to emerge from within me? What is the transition that I'm here to make? The universe will answer those questions too. So just ask better questions. But the source of all abundance is the universe. And the more that you can be in communication with that energy, the quicker you're going to grow your income, the quicker that you're going to move forward. The number three mindset shift that will help you attract more wealth. Oh, this is such a big one. Hard work does not equal more money. You know, it's part of that like Puritan uh, American work ethic that you gotta work hard, you gotta hustle, you gotta grind, you gotta get out there and chase that next carrot so that you can create financial wealth. But is that really true? Is wealth solely about the number of hours and how hard you work? Absolutely not. Because if that were true, every person who's working 60 hours a week would be millionaires. And if you look at the research that's out there, 55% of minimum wage employees have more than one job. These are the people that are working the most hours, yet they're the ones who are struggling most to get by. We talked about this a few episodes back with my client, Christy, who was the uh, small business owner in northern Michigan. Uh, You can listen to that episode. Yes, you can change your life in the middle of a pandemic. Christy just believed if she worked harder, she could bring her business back from the verge of bankruptcy. Yet the more she worked, the more tired and exhausted she became, and the less clear her thinking was. She was just in this constant state of overwhelm and survival. It was actually when she began working less, devoting more time to the passions that light her up. She started training to become a fitness instructor. She started spending more time with her niece. All of a sudden, the income went through the roof at her business. They started making record income. This isn't woo-woo fluff, by the way. I want to give you the sound strategy, and I think this will make sense for you about why more hours does not equal more money. You know, if you believe that your money is tied to the effort that you exert, you'll be able to hustle and grind, and you might even be able to generate the money that you want for a short period of time. But energy is finite. You only have so much energy that you can give. There's only 167 hours available to you in a week. So if you believe more time and more effort will equal money, but energy and time are finite, they are in limited supply, then that means the amount of money that you earn will also be limited. This really ties into what we spoke about in the last episode when it comes to burnout. You know, when you are exhausted, when you are pushed beyond the limit, you're not of much use to anybody, whether it be your boss, uh, your clients, whether it be your family, your friends. The coach I'm working with right now works usually about 10 hours a week and he's got a business that's making somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 to 4 million dollars so <laughs> let's get out of that hustle and grind mindset let's get out of the financial trauma mindset you know of the great depression and all the things that you know our grandparents fed to our parents and then fed to us and let's start to open ourselves up to some new possibilities here So there's one overall major point on this episode today, right? That you don't get what you want when it comes to finances. You get your beliefs. So taking a money belief inventory of what you learned in childhood is everything. Three mindset shifts that will absolutely change your life and help you magnetize the most wealth that you've ever made. Number one, money is an exchange of value, but let's assess how do you value the value that you give to the world. Number two, money does not come from your employer. Money comes from the universe. So tap into that infinite source of abundance and your earning potential will also be unlimited. Number three, hard work doesn't equal more money Please understand that. Stop working yourself into the ground. Uh, The more tired you are, the more exhausted and angry and resentful you become. That will turn into a vibration and frequency and you will just attract more things to make you feel overwhelmed, tired and angry. Very quickly before we go today, I'd like to share five things that I continue to implement in my life that have helped me grow my income, helped me escape the nine-to-five corporate job, and actually make more money working for myself. Number one, I just focus on helping solve problems for other people. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got about building wealth came from a billionaire. And I met him at an entrepreneur convention. I asked him, I said, how in the hell does somebody make a billion dollars? What do you do? And he looked at me very plainly and he said, you solve a billion-dollar problem. So many times we get hung up on what's my passion, what's my purpose, and you know we just create this frantic chase to, 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 to find our purpose out in the world. Maybe the best thing that you could do is just focus on what problems can I help solve. Then number two, I actually charge for and I value the work that I do in the world. I had a coaching call recently with, you know, one of my clients who started a business and started to make really good income very quickly and I remember hitting end on the Zoom call, I was like, "You know what? I might even be undercharging for what I do." I stand in the value of what I offer and that's not from a sense of cockiness or ego at all. We should all stand in the value and believe in the work that we do. In the world. So that's my great wish for you. Number three, the other strategy I've implemented is I accept money is an unlimited supply. There's a lot of talk out there, especially in an election season, that, well, eat the rich, tax them more. And yes, there's no reason. Why the world's wealthiest people should not be paying taxes or paying the least amount of taxes, I get that. But I also reject this notion that so many people have that say, well, there should never be billionaires in the first place. Because a lot of times those people are who are billionaires, if you look at the people like Jeff Bezos, look, he has created a product that we're all using every single day. You guys were all excited for Amazon Prime Day, what had happened last week, and I don't resent. That, you know, I I want people to succeed because I don't believe that anybody. Having an abundance of wealth is taking away from mine. There's an unlimited supply and I can tap into that. And because of that, I also don't worry about investing in myself or in programs or mentorships that will move my life forward. I believe that every time I release money into the world, it comes back to me in multiples. I don't ever look at any program I've ever invested in as like this burdensome cost. I look at it as an investment that will grow and expand over time i One of my clients uh, just had that same experience recently. You met Claudia on that episode about reinventing your life in a pandemic. She's, you know, my client who uh, left public school teaching and started a tutoring business and is out earning what she made as a school teacher. Claudia has been with me for a year. You know, she's done some one-on-one programs with me. She's done some group programs with me. And she's made, you know, a pretty significant investment in her personal growth. But what's so exciting is, my God, in the first, you know, two months (laughs) of her business, two to three months of her business, she made almost all that money back. You know, she's set now to to make that back many times over with what she's doing remember money is unlimited and it is safe for you to release money in the world especially when it's things that will drive you forward the fourth thing that i implement into my life is i always remember the principle that whatever it is i want to receive i start by giving it so that is why every time a client payment comes into my account anytime you sign up with me as a client one of the first things that I do when that money comes into the bank is I take a portion of it and I send it right back out into the world I donate it to charities and I didn't wait until I became successful in my business to do that even in the days when you know I was making a thousand dollars a month I would take a hundred of that and I would donate it to charity because I knew if I couldn't part with $100 out of 1000 when the day happens that I'm making $100,000 a month, I, I would never want to part with 10000 So I just conditioned myself to be in that state of giving. It keeps me in the flow of abundance. And the fifth thing is, and this is something I, I've worked on and continue to work on as I shared you know, one of my recent breakthroughs I had with my coach earlier, I always stay rich in my mind. No matter what happened in my business that month, no matter what it says on an online banking app, I stay rich in my mind because I know when I'm rich internally that I will be rich externally. And I've also been there on the other side of the speaker, right? I've been the person who has been in financial lack. I've been the person who went in all in on my dreams and was down to my last, you know, Couple thousand dollars in the bank and staring down bankruptcy. So I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to believe that, well, all this doesn't work for me. It doesn't apply. Nothing that I am teaching today, you know, some of it is based in spiritual law, but some of this, when it comes to manifestation, it is literally just physics. It's quantum physics. So the energy that you are vibrating at is what you're going to bring back in turn. So the best thing that you can do is to find a coach or a mentor that can help you not just manage your emotions, but also help you uncover those beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And as always, if there's anything that I can do to help you break through on that, I do have some spots right now uh, for one-on-one coaching. And as we get closer to the end of the year, my rates are going up. So this is a wonderful time, if you've been on the fence, uh, to say yes and to go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net, fill out a coaching application. You and I will jump on a complimentary 30-minute Zoom call. talk about where you're at, where you want to go, and how I can help get you there faster. So I hope this episode provided value to you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor and screenshot it? Upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me at CSC Dan Mason, And don't be afraid to share this with your friends also. I'm on a mission over here to reach 100 million people and your help uh, and your support would mean the world to me. So I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for spending this time with me this week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. Talk to you next week.